Welcome to Multidimensional Mom, the podcast. I'm Stephanie Dunn. And I'm Sarah Malloy. And if you're lost in the midst of momming or just the wild chaos of everyday life, we're here to help. Anything from momming to the mystical, we've got you covered. Come along as my real-life bestie and I explore all the different things about mom life, midlife, and the great beyond as we celebrate the elements that make us unique as moms and as women. Because you're multidimensional and we are too. We're going to discover our magic and help you embrace your own. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Hi. I can't see you, but I can hear you. Oh, well, that's weird. There you are. I am. There you are. In all your glory. (laughs) Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm living. We are almost done with construction in this house. I had them peel up the plastic tape that's been on my stairs and my upstairs for yeah. two months. Oh. I was like, I am done with it. Get it out of here. Today, they uh, cut a hole in my bedroom wall. <laughs> I just choked. How? How's that going? You know, I, I to have uh-huh. a big hole in your wall that leads to the shower is interesting, but I guess that's what had to happen. I don't, I am not a great construction person. I'm a very environmentally focused person. Like I like things to be in order. And when somebody is just like throwing dust and chaos into your world on top of everything mm-hmm. else, it really throws me off. I'm sorry. It's a lot. It is a lot. We we had our basement finished and I know just strange men in and out of your <laughs> All house. All the time. Constantly. Yeah. Always, always. When I'm like trying to nurse a baby, they're like, hello. I'm like, hi. 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 <laughs> um, that is hard. It is. So, so. it's spring. <laughs> We're lagging a little bit. Is I like though? this Thursday night thing with you, though. I could get into this. Yeah? yeah. Okay. I love a Thursday night is wine night over Zoom with my bestie. I was going to say, is it because I'm drinking? Is it? Is that why? I'm drinking, too. Different. I just came from book club. I, I should have a book club. We we just got done with family Come night. Come to mine. I oh, should. you have you have a specific family well, night? Well, no, this was for Elliot's school. This was this was family night at school. Oh, okay. So there was a whole, but it was one of the. It was very exciting. He was. It was like Christmas. He was so excited to be at school when he didn't have to be doing school. Right. School at night is suddenly magical. It is magical. Yeah. Got to meet his art teacher. It was an art show as well. So the oh. art teacher had put up. All over the school halls, there was kids' artwork. It was fantastic. Elliot got to point out his pieces. It was great. It was ve- it was very sweet. It was very very sweet. So it was it was nice, and it was nice to put a, a face to a name as well. Sure. And it's it's weird now too. Do you find it weird that you know you are the same age as or older than your kids' teachers? It's yeah, weird. Yeah, it's weird. But he's a really nice guy. Loved his art teacher. That was so cool. JR for art is on this thing now. It's called Art Sonia. And mm-hmm. yeah, where you can see his stuff. And it's funny because you can invite fans. So I just like invited my sisters because who else am I going to invite? And they his art pieces have like titles. <laughs> and it's in his oh. writing. And then somebody, I guess, types them in. So one of them is called The Big Sandwich. <laughs> and it was S-A-M-I-C-H. The big sandwich. Oh, he's my favorite kid. That's great. The big sandwich. Love it. That's awesome. And you can actually order pieces from Artsonia as well. Oh, I'm sure they are an opportunistic company. I don't need a t-shirt with the big sandwich on it, but I'm glad it's offered. 
Do you know what? I'm ordering one. Give me the damn link. I'm ordering a t-shirt with the sandwich. The big sandwich. Yep. Make it happen. Yeah. It was really cool. So. It is spring. It is soon to be summer. We are talking about today, summer scheduling, which is crazy. And actually, I felt a surge of anxiety just saying the words. Did you? Because I have always felt like, am I doing enough? Are they going to be busy enough? Are they going to be bored? What's everyone else doing? I mean, we'll get into it, but it very much differs too by what you need. Two full-time working parents need some of these full-time summer programs because they can't be home for their kids or they need a full-time nanny, you know? Um, Right. I did work summer day camps for a really long time. And so I have seen that side of it. I appreciate that side of it. Yeah. It's just kind of a conundrum. It's hard. And and the summers too, part of it, at least for me as well. I, I mean, you wanna be you wanna be there with your kids enjoying summer mm-hmm. if you can. It's hard to strike that balance. It's I think it's and like you said, we'll get into it, but it that is a it is a conundrum. Conundrum is a is a good word for that. Yeah. I think you're right. So there is this like spring activity scheduling craze that hits. And if you're listening to this now, it probably just hit already. <laughs> but yeah. it's the one day that the park district releases the swim lessons or the camp schedules. And I've heard this is even bigger in like bigger cities and towns where it's like, if you miss that 6 a.m. release, you're not getting into anything. I mean, it totally depends where you live, but it is a thing. So if you are stressing about sports, what to play, when to play, how to balance the schedule with all of your kids, I mean, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And if you wonder if you're not doing enough, or exposing your kid to enough opportunities? Are they too young to play? Am I missing the right window? Should they be in the same things as their friends? Should they be in the same thing as their siblings? What if they don't like it? Can they quit? How do they quit? How do I know what they like? What should they try? Do they need to try everything? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, And there's a lot to consider. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well so what are you doing so yeah what, what? so let's start with that actually i have it right up here oh my gosh so i start small sure i have it pinned to my bulletin board so jr right now is signed up for a week of flag football camp not my choice okay again I think you have to consider their interests. He is super into football. He will never play football, but I will allow flag football. It also is on the field of the middle school, which he thinks is the coolest thing he's ever heard. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Okay. There we go. Okay. Had to give in. Um, He's in Swim Academy. Kellen is in Swim Academy Prep. And that was the Park District stuff. I will probably also get a swim pass this summer, which I haven't done before mm-hmm. because we have a great pool. The one by us is just like the older one that not as many people go to, and I think it's great. Yeah. So I might do a swim pass this summer. That's a great idea. And then for spring, JR is starting a city baseball team. Organized, it's still all in house. He's not traveling or anything crazy. Sure. It's all on fields that are within the district of the schools. Okay. But he will be doing baseball and that ends in June. Okay. And then Kellen will be doing I 9, which is like a community, non competitive, very focused on teamwork 
parents are coaches type organization. Right. He will be doing soccer. And he already started soccer. Okay, good for them. Yeah. That's great. And Callan's version of soccer is to just skip around the field on the perimeter of where other people are kicking the ball. Me too. I get it. Yeah. He yep. just, he's not a combative. He's so different than JR. Yes. And he, he just like, he thinks it's great to be involved, but he will not be going after the ball. That is not something that he will do. Yeah, good. And that's okay. Everybody, I, I'm convinced every, every sports team like that, they need, they need a Kellen. Keep an eye on those perimeters and make sure, exactly. make sure those dandelions aren't appearing. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. I was the dandelion. That's what my niece Hannah used to do. She used to be spinning in the field, picking dandelions. And Madison was always like the soccer player. And Hannah was like, I will make a dandelion wreath for you. Yes. I am. I will not be kicking the ball. No. Good for her. Good for her. Then she found, like, she found karate. And that was her thing. So, like, I'm sure Callan will find his thing. I don't think it's soccer, but you know what? He was excited about it. So that's what we did. That's great. And that's great. And it's just something... I, I do think it's just something you got to just kind of pick and choose and see. And, you know, I, I do think that kids will naturally gravitate towards certain things. You know, Elliot was always, he's a very musical kid. He loved dancing. You know, he yes. always enjoyed that. I was a dancer. So I thought, okay, let's try that. Now we're talking, this was, you know, he was about to turn four when he started taking dance lessons. He started with um, ballet and tap and he is still doing that now although now we're at a point where i actually got to watch him do some of his ballet and he's not paying attention (laughs) it's not (laughs) it's not where it was when he first started and you know so i actually and i had to ask him though afterward and this is where i would say it's really important to have conversations with your kids don't just keep signing yeah. them up for things blindly because this is what they've always done yeah. because i did get a chance to see this and i just asked elliot but i did have to say you know hey you weren't really paying attention in class are you is this something you're not really into anymore or and when i tell you he actually breathed a sigh of relief and he said no i'm just i'm really not anymore And it's not something that I think they even always think to say, I don't want to do this. If it's something they've always done too. How do you come forth and say, no, I'm done with this. I think he was, he was maybe nervous to tell me that or something. I don't know because I brought it up and he was relieved. So we're going to finish out the year recital is coming up in June. So he'll finish out the spring session. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think we'll just, we'll, and we'll let that be. And then, if Penelope picks it up, great. But yeah, but I think I think Elliot's done. Um, so he's still he's still finding his thing. We had him in summer camp, like a day camp, all last year. That was a challenge too, though, because how do you? There's different kinds of summer camps. Ever what kind of a summer camp did you do? Was it like a park district thing or what? Yeah, it was a park district camp, City of Elgin, but it was all day. And then we also offered before care and after care. So there were kids. Okay. That were there from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. at night. That doesn't surprise me, though, because of everything that you've said. And, I mean, what I personally have experienced when you have two working, two parents that are working full time, those hours. Right. They don't stop working just because it's summer break. Now we're kind of at square one again. We have to find something for him, some kind of a day camp. But where do we go? I don't know. Well, sometimes the school district offers answers 
they I know they do like a summer camp the school district does around mm. here. Um, and then I would encourage everybody to look at your park district. Now, this varies definitely what city you're in, how big it is, sure. suburban city. I mean, but summer camps are a big deal. And some of them are smaller, like nature camp or sports camp or very particular niches. Yes. And then there's other ones that are just like more general, just summer camp, and it's like longer hours. So, and it's all day, every day, like during the week. So I would start at those two places if you're looking for programs. I will say too, a lot of those camps do offer um, week by week enrollment. That was yes. something that was yes. an option that was really nice. So, you know, cause a lot of families they'll go on a vacation. So if they're gonna miss a week, they're not gonna miss out on all the enrollment. It's it's just a weekly thing that you can do, which is nice. And that's what, I mean, we not that we were going on vacation last year, again, thanks COVID, but it was cool too, because you could see they had a themed week every week. So one week was space week. So everything they did, yes. all their games. I used to write those yeah, things. So you know, <laughs> but yeah, one week was a space week. One week was a Disney week. Elliot was very into yeah. that. He's my kid, you know, one, one week was a, you know, whatever sports week. That that yeah. was really that was a good experience for him. I'm I'm really hopeful that we can find something similar. I mean, summer is it's different. It's this balance of freedom, which you don't want to take away from your oh. kid. I mean, summers are like gold to kids. They love that Gatcher lives for the summer. To be out at night past bedtime, it's still bright out, it's warm. They love it. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's combating boredom because they are home all, all the, time. the time, sometimes with not a lot yeah. to do. And to me, it's that like battle with the screen oh, and, and like, it's too hot outside. I'm just going to sit here. And oh. <laughs> every summer it always happened. I'm like, the kitchen is closed now. Yes. You cannot just eat all day and expect me to feed you because you're hungry every 20 oh, minutes. Yeah. yeah. I'm hungry and I'm bored. The, the, the yes. four were, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm bored. Those two sentences. Yeah. And it's going to be very different this summer because again, now I'm home. I don't have the the corporate job that's going to tie me to him, but no, you're going to a day camp because I'm not having you here all day long. <laughs> I still have a lot to do, but then you'll have the baby. I'll still have the baby. Exactly. So that'll be yeah. a challenge in and of itself. But being home is nice because I maybe don't have to be as rigid with his summer camp schedule. He can still go and maybe he can pick and choose if there's if there's themed weeks, if there's specific weeks that he's like, mm, don't care, then sure, let's let's just stay home and we'll have field trips at home. So but that's not the case. For I fully endorse Parkapalooza. Parkapalooza. This is something that my neighbor, she's the one who came up with it last year. We go to different parks in all the surrounding oh. towns and try a different park oh. all the time. Because then something's always new and exciting because they haven't been to that park 18 right. times. And yet, sometimes you have to drive a little, but it's like a new park. And actually, I know that there are moms who hate parks. And I know that there are moms who don't want to push their kids on the swing, and I get it. And I like to sit there on my phone, too, so I'm not blaming you. Um, make them have their own fun. I mean, I, my job is to take you to the park, and then you just make your own right. magic. Right, exactly. Yeah, but I do love Park Oh, Palooza. what a good idea, though. And that's nice, too. It's a good it's a good way for you to get out as well, because it would be just as easy for you to throw them in the backyard and say, go, and then you never yeah. get to see the outdoors. Yeah, we'll try that this year. 
if you are local, um, and this is all the western Chicago suburbs, there is an Instagram account called B at the Parks, B-E-E at the Parks, and um, she basically does reviews of parks. Oh, perfect. And with pictures. And it's very cool. Awesome. So exploring parks one day at a time. And she's got just a ton of parks on that Instagram account. So that's cool to follow as well. That's great. All right. So what I thought we would do mm-hmm. is take some highlights from some articles from doctors. Yes. To shed some light on the answers to these dilemmas that we have. Like, who are the experts? These people like American Pediatrics, um, University of Illinois, like people who study this shit. Sure. Let's get some real experts in there to talk about what our kids need during the summer. Let's do it. But first, we're going to break here for a quick note, and we'll be right back. Does your brand or business align with the moms who are listening to this podcast? If jumping into the earphones of our community sounds like a potentially great and easy marketing option for you, reach out. Our listener base are moms like you and I, many local and as far reaching as both coasts of the U.S. We are an independent mom-run podcast, and we are open to partner with you for ad reads on our podcast. We'll let all our mom friends know about your business post about you on social, and read a podcast ad right here in the podcast. We could be talking about you right now. Also, we love local. So if you're a local small business, email mdmthepod at gmail.com with inquiries. Stephanie found a really, really great quote. And this, I love this. Um, it's a Swedish proverb. It says, a life without love is like a year without summer. I love that. It's so, isn't that beautiful? It really speaks to that, that golden magical time. And it's mm-hmm. such a, especially if you're here in Illinois, summer is so precious to us. Yeah. Us it's still snowing. It's April. Okay. Right, it's, yeah. I can't, I can't. <laughs> These wind gusts are like 80 miles per hour right now. I, yeah, it was like 40-something degrees. It's the I, middle of April. It's cold, and yeah. Scott said snow is coming. And I know it's – I know. We need to just expect that when we're living in the Midwest. But for us here in Chicago, this proverb, it just screams to me because summer is all the more precious to us when we we do not have this time. Summer probably won't start until June 1st, and it'll only go until, you know – probably mid-September, and then it's done, and then it's and cold it's, again. It's yeah. very sad for us. So we we try to make the most of it here. We do. And we have to remember, for kids, it's such a magical time because what they're, you know, when they're of a certain age, the rigid schedule of the everyday, even if they like school, it's that in and out, the homework, the work, the come home, the do it again the next day, yes. suddenly it's all gone. Yes. And it's like, you want to stay up a little bit later? Go ahead. You want to play outside with your friends and everybody, the the parents are out having fun too. Like it feels like almost like a perpetual weekend. Yes. And there's a beauty to that. I mean, I remember summers. I still remember the sounds out my bedroom window after I went to bed late nights in Elgin, hearing kids still playing kick the can. Oh, kick the can was huge in our neighborhood. Yeah. I swear I thought it was just our neighborhood. That no. Like vintage games. Capture the flag. Yes. 
Ghost um, in the Graveyard. Yeah. Always Ghost in the Graveyard yep. was epic. I don't know if kids still play that, but they it should. They really should. Um, Spud. Did you ever play oh, Spud? No Spud. That's a new one. Oh, Spud's great. It's with it's a ball, and you you throw it up, and you say, oh, everyone says something. Like, I could say favorite color. And then everyone decides, right? And then the speaker of the group lists all of the ones everyone said, and then I pick one, and I say, purple and i throw it up and i run and everyone runs if they're not purple but purple has to go catch the ball and then when they catch it they say spud and you freeze and then they only have so many steps and then they try to hit the person with the 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 ball so it's kind of like a run ball tag wow sardines sardines was great yes yeah it's like a reverse hide and seek where you find the person that's hiding and you jump jump behind them. them yep Love yeah. sardines. That was great. But you're right. And it was, it's something that is so unique to, especially for kids in Chicago, in the Chicago suburbs, it's so unique to that time of year. And it's like, even if you were the kid that had to go in and go to bed, there you could. It's exactly right. You could still hear the rest of the neighborhood. The other kids that were allowed to stay up yeah. even later, you could hear that tin can go bouncing down the street. And just the fact that it was like nine o'clock at night and the sun wasn't down yet, that was Great. So cool. And our kids need to be able to do that too. Our kids need to be allowed to experience that without being so exhausted because of stuff they didn't choose. So I pulled a few articles and these are research articles from doctors. Okay. The first one is from the University of Illinois and it is called Resist the Temptation to Overschedule Kids. Mm. I'm going to read the just the top of it, and then I'll get into its points. But I think as you hear these articles, this information from research, you're going to feel a little less stress about the need to schedule your kids so much, because I think the biggest risk is overscheduling your kids. That's what I'm finding mm. with these. Okay. Ready or not, the new school year is here, and with it comes the opportunity for children to get involved in countless activities. Parents should keep in mind that too many activities can create stress and exhaustion for children, said Angela Wiley, a University of Illinois Extension Family Life Specialist and Associate Professor of Human and Community Development. Volleyball practice daily after school, games in the evenings and tournaments on weekends, church youth group on Wednesday, tryouts for the fall musical with upcoming rehearsals waiting to be penciled in. That's just one of my kids, is a refrain that Wiley hears often. There's no doubt that activities can enrich children's lives and expose them to more possibilities for future success. But kids can be stretched too thin. Over the last 20 years or so, children's physical and emotional difficulties associated with stress, depression, and anxiety have risen notably. So then she goes on um, to talk about overscheduling kids that don't have time just to be kids. Family time suffers. It's that glue that binds separate family members together, and it can decrease as more activities are added to an already full plate. Plus, it stresses out the parents. Parents suffer, too, as they balance heavy job demands, inflexible work schedules, and shuttling and organizing overscheduled kits. In his book, The Intentional Family, William Doherty argues that parents must remember that their children's best interests are not served by a crazy schedule that threatens family togetherness and time for play and relaxation. He suggests creating a family activity plan based on children's interests as well 
as parent time and oh, energy. Hallelujah. Honestly. So we do something that I've done for a couple of years now, um, the summer bucket list. Oh, talk about that. And we do it at the beginning and the kids get to choose. And I have to give them ideas because they're, you know, four and seven. But it's the things you really want to do this summer. And then the days where it's like we got up late and it's hot out and you're sitting at the kitchen island with your (laughs) iPad Let's revisit the list and decide something to do. We're either going to do a park and do Parkapalooza or we're going to do something off the list. So it's things like, honestly, I I did an episode about this. We did it on Modern Domestic Moms. And I think I hit like, I mean, over half, but not, it's not like I hit them all. Oh, no. Like we don't do everything on the list, but it's a good goal. And things like um, a certain water park that JR wants to go back to. Or um, he wanted to catch a fish last summer. Still haven't caught a fish. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like, um, I want to go to this park or do this thing. Or I want to catch a fish. Or I want to make this, do this. I I haven't been to this trampoline park. I haven't, you know, stuff like that. It's kind of fun to, or I want to do a slip and slide. I want one of his. It was great. I want to do a baseball game in the backyard with neighbors. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Or I want to catch the ice cream truck at least once. And cool. if you've ever been on a hunt for the ice cream truck, no. I think it's an 80s, 90s kids thing. I, when I hear that, I I have to remind myself I'm the parent. I know. Because I'm like, where, where is, is it? it? Get where on your go? bike. We have where to find go? it. Do you have your dollars? Yeah. Let's, let's dollars. Go. Except that there's inflation there from when we were going. My goodness. From when we were and sometimes yeah. those trucks look a little dicey. Sometimes like, why are we chasing the child predators? Stephanie, what is wrong? I know, <laughs> but it's got the good music. I know. <laughs> I know. The one with it's this feeling. You're like, find I'm it. like, we got to go. No, but it's true. You know what? And that's a really good idea, the summer bucket list. Because again, you're catering to, you're not catering to your kids' needs. It's not like you're, you know, it's a constant yes day. But it's important for them to have the summer that they want, that they want as well. Yeah, they they need to have that. And I know that we work and I know that there's things that that have to be done. But if you've got PTO paid time off, I mean, make make a point to use some of that. There's no corporate America doesn't love you. I'm just going to put that out there. It, It doesn't. And it's not going to cease to exist if you um, decide you're going to take a day off with your kids. Just try to do things like that if you can. I realize that it's, you know, that's not a luxury that's provided to everybody. And I get that. But if you do have an opportunity to be able to to get some of this time with your kids to give that to them, that's one of the best gifts you can give them is just time to be able to do some of these things. That's that's huge. So they do go into some solutions in this article for here's what you can do. And there's a couple of really important points and answers, I think, that our listeners will want to hear. Mm. So the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that kids should not focus on a single sport until they reach adolescence. And then, even then, they should be carefully monitored for signs of obsession or stress. I think that's a good answer because there are a lot of people that are like, well, he wants to do soccer. He should just do soccer. Oh, if he hasn't played soccer by the time he's in first grade or kindergarten or whatever, like, oh, are you still doing soccer? He should commit to soccer. No, 
they should no and it's well and it's just like i mean i gave the example earlier about elliot's dance class you know it's it's one thing to make a commitment to something but when did it have to become a forever commitment yeah it doesn't have to be if it's something that they're you know not loving with every fiber of their being but even as you said watch for the signs that loving with every fiber of their being is turning into you know obsession point too because you don't need that. And what are you putting on them? Right. From what your holes were? Let's get really psychological God, here. sure. Growing up and then like you feel like they need to have their special thing because you didn't feel like you had your special thing. So like you're kind of forcing them into something. Mm. That happens a it lot. Does. It does. Like I was reading today, I found something on, I think on Instagram, one of my big goals for Kellen in preschool was socializing because he kind of relies on JR to do the talking for mm. him. And because JR is so social that Kellen's just like, I don't have to do anything. And he just follows along. Which is just to interject, that's very common for younger children to follow in the older children's footsteps. Yeah. Dan still doesn't. He talk. still doesn't talk. No, <laughs> I've been speaking with him since day one. This is Dan yeah. wants pudding now. Give him the pudding. <laughs> Dan, if you're listening, go get the pudding. It's fine. Dan, it's time to talk. It's time to talk now, Dan. But it's true. That's very common when you've got an older sibling, younger sibling dynamic. But it's, it is really important for that younger sibling to have an opportunity away from the big, big brother or sister. Go find their own voice. Yeah. Well, I was reading... So there's different stages of play. I did not study early childhood. I was a, you know, a teacher of high schoolers. Sure. So, but there are all these different developmental stages of play where they're not ready. First, it's this, then it's parallel play, then it's, it's non-social play, then it's parallel. All these different ways of playing before they actually are ready for one-on-one actual social play. So I don't think it was necessarily just Kellen's personality. I think he was at a developmental stage where he wasn't ready for one-on-one play. Sure. sure. And I was like worried about it. But guess what? It was my hang up. Right. It wasn't him. He just wasn't at that stage yet. So I'm just saying like, be aware of what you're putting on your kids, like yes. your nervousness or your memories of like not being able to join the basketball team or whatever. Like, Sometimes that's you. <laughs> Sometimes that's just you. And you know what, parents? More often than not, it is going to be you. Even now, I mean, this and this is a topic for a different day, but I freak out about, you know, whether Penelope is getting what she needs in this area or that she's six months old. Right. She's fine. She's, she's fine. She's fine. Okay. So here are some more recommendations. So encourage some nothing time. Many experts recommend limiting children to two enriching activities at any one time. And I love this because that's what I do because mentally that's all I can handle. If I have to do swim and hockey for JR and then swim and soccer for Kellen, two at once, that's enough for my week. Oh, absolutely. No, Elliot, and that's, that's where we're at too. Elliot does dance and swimming and we're eliminating dance. Yeah. So he, he will absolutely continue with swimming and then a day camp because uh, it's necessary because of work and everything else that we're trying to do. But no, I can't, I couldn't mentally handle anything more than that. No. Plus take care of uh, uh, an entire baby. No. Yeah. Maybe half a baby. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit of her. Just feed her sometimes, Sarah. Just sometimes. That's fine. <laughs> Just 
You're fine. Cry it out. Keep crying. You're fine. <laughs> Another one, protect family time. Some parents set aside dinner times as non-negotiable family time. Or you can do you know, like family movie night. We're going for a family walk, whatever. Like protect that time. Teach children problem-solving skills. Stress is a normal part of every stage of life. When you help children learn to problem-solve about stressful events or situations, you give them valuable tools for the future, especially like when they're working out their schedules or they have to decide between this and that, like help them problem-solve. Take time to create a family plan. Reviewing the family schedule each week with daily reminders can reduce stress and chaos by orienting everyone about places and times. It's kind of like a Sunday night activity around here. I'm like, okay, they have school these days. Wednesday is this. Thursday is this. Kind of just like a, a bird's eye view of the week. That's important. And it's really important too to include your kid your kids that are old enough to have these conversations. It's important to include them in those conversations. Elliot is very much a kid who likes having a plan. He likes to know, and even if he's not the one making the plan, he wants to know what the plan is, at least. So it's helpful for him. We'll do that same thing. We'll do that Sunday or Monday. It's kind of our okay. Remember that on Wednesday, you've got dance on Thursday. You've got your, you know, family night at school. Don't forget Saturday, you've got swimming. And then next Monday, there's a swimming makeup class. You know, he wants that stuff laid out and we'll remind him about it. But it's really, it is helpful because it helps keep him in the mindset that, okay, I can't just come home and sit in front of my screen. And he doesn't, he doesn't get upset if he can't have whatever time because he know he's got the expectation laid out that he knows he's got to be someplace at a certain time. Or if there's a day that he doesn't have to be someplace, that's a nice reminder for all of us to say, Hey, let's, let's plan for something fun that night. Sure. Maybe sure. let's plan to go get ice cream or let's go plan to go to the playground or let's do, you know, whatever. Then he at least knows where his gaps are and he's got a little bit of freedom in there to be able to say, what do you want to do this evening? Yeah. And in this flurry of activities, sometimes summer is just busy because it's different stuff than the regular schedule of the school year. Yeah. I think it's really helpful to have like a paper calendar, like on the wall. Oh, yeah. I still have a paper calendar. Yeah. And I have, I do, I always have a planner, like I'm a paper person. But mm-hmm. for summer specifically, I just bought like one that hangs in the kitchen. That's awesome. Like a big one because then we can like highlight out the vacation weeks and the days that have they look for everyone to see, to look at, to reference. Everyone together. Yep. Yeah. I just yep. think sometimes a big paper calendar is like super helpful. I agree. I agree. We have that. And I've written in days too. Like if he's got a day off of school, that's written there. So he can go and he knows, you know, he being Elliot knows exactly what what to plan for. And there are days he looks so forward to that tomorrow. He's got a day off school and he is like, he's got a couple of new books. He's like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to read mom. Can I play some video games for a while? And can I do this? And I'm going to play with Penelope. But he, he's, he gets excited about having that time too. And he's, he's the one that can plan for it because he can see that he's got the day off. That's very important. Okay. So we have another one from familydoctor.org. Is your child too busy? Trusted medical advice from the American Academy of Family Physicians. 
Is your child too busy? Finding a balance between school activities and play can mean the difference between a well-adjusted child and a stressed out one. Finding this balance is different for every child. It is up to you as the parent or guardian to find the mixture of scheduled time and playtime that works best for your child. So the first step, they say determine if your child is overbooked. Experts do not agree on the ratio of time that makes the ideal balance. However, they do agree on what an overstressed, overscheduled kid looks like. If you see these symptoms in your child, take a look at his or her schedule. Mm, these are good. Your child is tired a lot. Your child is grumpy or cries easily. That happens all the time with mine. With shirt, and it's just being tired from school, but it's like yeah. overwhelmed. I'll pick JR up from school and something Cullen said makes JR cry on the way home. And I'm like, you need to some quiet time in your room. You are yeah. overtired. Mm. Um, he or she doesn't seem to have control over emotions. Your child has recurring physical problems such as headaches or stomach aches. Your child has trouble sleeping. Your child is being antisocial or doesn't want to participate in fun activities or with close friends. Your child is having trouble finishing homework. Your child is slacking on chores or needs reminders to do them. Your child doesn't have free times most days. Your child is prone to accidents like falling. Your child frequently says he or she would like to stay home and do nothing. And your child suffers more than usual from asthma and allergies. There's evidence there. These are made worse during times of stress. Wow. So those that's are like a, all the red flags. That's a really good comprehensive list. Yeah. And how many of these things too do parents probably look at and they either think. It's hard to spot. It's hard to spot. It, it seems like they should be easy things, but it's easy for us to attribute them to other stuff. Yeah couldn't possibly just be that a kid is stressed out because what do you have to stress out about? Kids are people too, guys. Kids are human. Kids, just because they're not working full time doesn't mean that they don't have their own kinds of stresses. And I think that it's easy for us to forget that. Yeah. So they do um, encourage play, playtime with your kids, playtime during the summer. The American Academy of Family Physicians encourages that all children and adolescents accumulate at least 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous aerobic physical activity every day. And then also try to eat together, they say. Sharing a meal as a family has many benefits, especially for children. Not only is it a great way to teach manners and appreciation, but it also teaches conversation. Encourage your child to talk about his or her day. Some studies show that children who eat with their families even have higher grades at school. That's big. We do try to do some of that. It's not always easy. I know it's not always easy. It's, yeah. it's tough, but... But try to try to make effort for that whenever you can. It's it makes such a world of difference. Overstressed and overscheduled children are more at risk for depression and anxiety. That is sad. Okay, and then this is the last one. And I think this is really good. This is uh, from Kids Plus phg.com and it's Dr. Amy Madalena, and um, it's about scheduling activities for kids. 
And she goes on to say how she was like overhearing parents talk when she was at the bleachers at elementary school. Parents discussing their children's schedules. Well, maybe she's tired. She had gymnastics twice, twice this week. And right after she has horseback riding tomorrow, she starts swim lessons. And she's like, I was tired just from hearing some of these kids' That's schedules. What? I yeah. can't know. So a couple of really um, important points. Age-appropriate activities, number one. Especially with younger children, goals of early activities should include having fun, being active, and starting to learn to be part of a team. Kids younger than six or seven have a hard time grasping rules of the game or paying attention long enough, and they don't have significant physical skills to devote to sports. So when you've got the travel team that starts at age four, Ugh. here's the thing, like they are making money <laughs> and that's, oh, that's what they're trying to do. Correct. And I, I mean, especially I think with your first, you're tempted, you're like, okay, well, what are the soccer teams that are out there? What should I sign him up for? Oh, people, it's this, this brand, this team, this, there's all these different ones, right? And they're all like 200 bucks a season minimum. Oh, Yeah. But here's the thing, before the age of six or seven, they don't even get the rules. They don't understand. And they don't care. No. They would rather just horse around with each other. Yes. Determining which activity, consider your child's personality and strengths. Not every child is cut out for competitive team sports. Some have artistic bents. It may take a semester or season or two before finding something that really sticks. Involve your kids in the decision by asking them about their interests and paying attention to what they gravitate toward. Try to resist reliving your childhood through them or pushing them toward something you thrived in. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Let's say it again for the folks in the back. <laughs> what yeah. if they want to quit? Have you thought about this? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I remember really wanting to quit tennis my freshman year. Really? Like, the summer practices, the grueling, hot, I mean, summer weather, and we're just running, and it's like 100 degrees, Oof. and I was like, do I want to do I don't care. I don't want to get up at 6 a.m. and be on the courts. Now, by senior year, it's like I had played tennis for four years and that was kind of my thing and made those friends so like yeah I'm glad I didn't quit but then like I see my sister going through it and where Madison loves something and Hannah doesn't and she's like I am done like how long do you encourage a kid to stick with it before you're like yeah you can quit yeah and I think well and again it's it's something that at least for Elliot in his case we we did try you know dance he's been doing ballet since he had just about turned 4 and he's been doing it ever since he's 7 now and he actually did want to quit last year we made him go through recital season and he was like I think I think I'm done you know about this time last year he was like I think I'm done I think I want to try something else but then right after his last dance class he got very emotional about it was like I I might want to come back. So we just took the summer off is what we ended up doing. Yes. Just a break. Just sometimes took a break. Great. And we said, let's just revisit this. There's nothing that says you have to do it every single day or even every single week. Breaks are okay too. So we did that. We took a break for the summer. By the time fall hit, he was like, 
is it too late to sign up for ballet? And he came to me about it. He was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do this. I said, great. So he did it. And now we're kind of back to where we were again. And, and now again, just kind of watching his behavior, it's evident that this is not going to be his thing. That's okay. If it's, if it's clear that they're just not into it, don't force them to continue just because you think, well, you know, you'll get the hang of it eventually. It's not their thing. Don't make them. Now I am making him continue. He's got to at least finish the session, finish the session. I think there is something to be said about finishing something that you start. So even if it's, you know, even if it's just taking it up to the, the, you know, whatever, if it's get, get through the playoffs or get through recital season or get through competition season or whatever it is. And then, and then they can be allowed to, to quit. That's my, my opinion. I think that I, I'm a firm believer in just paying attention to whether this is something that is, is doing more harm than good by keeping them in it. And they'll let you know. I mean, it's, you know, you can tell if it's just, if it's just a matter of I'm tired today or I'm so sick of this, I, I don't belong here. And I think as the parent too, you can kind of steer the conversation. Like it's kind of your responsibility to head off the pressures. Mm-hmm. So for example, like JR loves hockey. He's loved hockey since the day he was born. Like he's just always been a hockey kid. He wants to watch hockey. He wants to play sure. hockey. Our first steps were like, well, you're too young for hockey, but you can do skating. And then he did skating from the age of two until now the kid has done skating. And now he's on his first hockey team. He loves that. But you know what? We take breaks because it's like $400 a season minimum. Like it's crazy. And so we don't do hockey every season all the time. No. Um, But then, okay, so family, friends know that JR is a hockey kid. And then they will say, how's hockey? What's going on with hockey? And I'll be like, well, actually, we're doing swimming now. Right. Don't allow your kid at that fragile age to become just identified with that one activity because yeah. then they feel like that's who they are and that they have to be that. Yeah. No, nothing says you have to be that. Here's what the experts say. Take a step back. Find out if there is any particular reason they don't want to go. Is there a specific problem with another player, a coach, a teacher? If they just lost interest or don't feel like it, it's a good lesson to make them stick it out through the commitment period yeah whether that's the season or the rest of the semester you paid for. This is a good time to learn that teams rely on the players being there. And when a month of piano lessons is paid for, they will be attended. It's also a good time for parents to reassess. Is the kid overscheduled, too tired? At the end of that commitment period, regroup and have a family discussion about what is the next step. That's great. Yep. Callan was in. I thought because he is less of a like combative sport person. Sure. <laughs> that soccer was even like a little much. And so I had this great idea to put him in T-ball last fall. Okay. Because it's more individual. It's like you hit the ball, you run. Right. Like you don't have to go get the ball from someone else. Sure. Right. Sure. And uh, the whole time, every single time, we every Saturday it was, he would do the coach like stuff for like, five to ten minutes and then when they did a water break he would come up to me and go can we go to the park now (laughs) and I got used to saying like your team wants you 
Kellen, you are friends. They're waiting for you to return to the field. No, you're part of a team. It's not just like you have to play baseball, but like your team needs you. Did he care? No. No, no. No. Doesn't matter. No. (laughs) But that's, but that is an important lesson to learn. Elliot can't just quit dance mid thing because he still has a recital to do. And yes, you're dancing on your spot on the stage, but your teacher has designed a dance around a certain number of kids being there. And there might be, you know, it's, it's no different. Even if you're in the arts, it's no different. It's, it's a similar thing. There's still a team atmosphere there. There's still an instructor or a coach that is relying on you. And if nothing else, at least your body being there, it's still, it's still a commitment. It's still important even in the arts to learn that there is a team factor. And it's teaching them a lot of good things for the upcoming world. Absolutely. For work life, for school life, working in groups, respecting the person in charge. I mean, it is, it does teach a lot of great things. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you were stressed about overscheduling your kids or not scheduling them enough, I think most of the experts' warnings are on overscheduling. Yeah. So, hey. You know, they're in one or two things. Great. Then, and don't feel, don't feel guilty about that. Let kids be kids. And some of that just means, you know, digging in the dirt in your backyard for a while. There's nothing wrong with that. Shall we go on to our MDM moments of the week? Let's do that. Let's go on to our MDM moments of the week. What do you have? Okay. Mine are weird. Um, okay. Thank you. Okay. Made, discover, and mantra. That's what we're doing at the close of each show, just as a reminder. Okay. What did you make this week, Sarah Malloy? What did I make this week? So um, it, it's been kind of a weird week, just in general. Baby's going through some sleep regression. She's teething. It's teething. Been, oh, my gosh. Oh, this poor thing. So I, there wasn't a lot I could kind of speak to, but I did make a couple of YouTube videos. For those of you who don't know, I am actually in the process of getting my business on its feet. I am the owner operator of Carousel Dream Vacations, uh, specializing in vacation planning to Disney destinations all across the country. Part of what I'm trying to do is launch different kinds of marketing. YouTube is an area that I'm I'm getting involved with. It's really hard to film videos when you have like 45 minute windows with the baby sleeping. Yeah. That's all you got. And I got to put on makeup and I got to get my lighting <laughs> and I got to get my script and I got to get my, and then she's awake. So it's been tough, but I do have, I've got a couple of videos. I actually just put one out last week. Um, but one that I put out last week, if you go to my YouTube channel, just search for Carousel Dream Vacations. Um, Steve was out of town on business. I had both of the kids by myself. I was exhausted. I was getting up insanely early every morning because I'm trying to book our own vacation. Long story. Anyway, it was a really, it was a really long week and I was up cleaning and it was like 1130 at night. And I had um, the Star Wars movie. I had a new hope on in the background while I was cleaning. And that just got me thinking about, about the Star Wars stuff that's at the Disney parks right now, Galaxy's Edge. And so Literally, I'm wearing these ratty ass pajamas. I have no makeup on, but I got a really big fit of inspiration. It was like 1130 at night and I recorded a YouTube video that I put up and you should see it. The lighting is terrible. Um, I mean, I was exhausted, but I just had this inspiration that I'm like, I really need to talk about this for people that are interested in this Star Wars element of Disney. And so I did, and I just put it out there. So that was a thing that I made. And let me tell you, 
for looking like hell and for just being exhausted and just kind of going on that video. And it's not like I've got tons of videos out there yet, but I have gotten more compliments on that video. Because you felt it. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was like, that was really good information. And that's what, so for anybody out there that's considering, you know, using YouTube as a, a medium for some of this stuff, just be you, just be your authentic self and the rest of it doesn't matter. So how about you? What did you make? The best chocolate chip cookies. Oh. Yeah. Look, chocolate chip cookies, there's a lot of different recipes. There are people who are set on their recipes and claim that they have the best ones. There are other people like me who like to try a ton of different ones. Sure. But there is this one recipe I keep coming back to. So this one is from Pinch of Yum. Oh. And it's called the best chocolate chip cookies. I will link it in the show notes. They're like this good combination of like cakey and they're not flat. So they're more kind of like chunky soft, okay. which is kind of like how I like mine. And so I made them for uh, us and for the kids' teachers. So Colin has two teachers. Jer has one teacher. Teacher Appreciation Week mm. is coming up. Okay. It's usually like the first week of May or the last week of April. So FYI, you know, make something for the kids' teachers because... They are going That's, through it. They are. They're going through it with COVID and this year and last year. And yeah, do something to show your kid. And who doesn't like chocolate chip cookies? So anyway, it's a great, great recipe. So that's what I made. Uh, ironically, Chunky Soft is my dancer name. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Stripper name? Yes. What did you discover? So I discovered a thing um, that I ordered this week. Penelope won't take a bottle. Yeah. Will not. Refuses. Absolutely. No, thank you. Won't, will not eat. Would rather scream and starve than eat from anything but me. Um, luckily, that's starting to change because we have started to introduce solid foods. Just little bits here at a time. But she's, she's starting the pureed foods and she's starting to do rice cereal mixed with breast milk. But so I got to thinking, like, what can I give her? Because it's such a, it's a messy process no matter what. And even this thing that I'm going to tell you about, it's still messy, but at least it's a vehicle with which I have found she will actually take breast milk that is not a bottle. It's a baby food feeder. It's a silicone squeeze spoon feeder. Okay. So it's literally picture your silicone baby spoon and the handle is like a tube. It's a squeezy tube. And so you just kind of squeeze the base and you just feed the baby. And that is how I have found she will take breast milk. Wow. So I might actually have an answer here. I might be able to like have a babysitter if I can, you know, if she will eat in some other manner that doesn't involve me sitting mm -hmm. and, you know, taking my shirt off. <laughs> we'll put yep. it on the draft. And also related to that. So this is my sister-in-law's sister-in-law got it <laughs> she has a huge following huge it's shy kids feeding on instagram c-h-i shy kids feeding her name is Catherine. she is a pediatric speech mm. pathologist and feeding specialist and certified lactation mm. counselor she does all kinds of feeding tips specialties, insights, when baby says no to solids, do this, don't do this. Baby refusing solids, drinking milk in a cup, in a bottle. I mean, all of these. Check out I her will. YouTube if this is something you're struggling with yes. with your littles. I'm sure there are a lot of resources. That's just the first one that comes to mind because she's great. That's very cool. 
Do you know what I discovered? What did you discover? Tell me. And I want to know what the hell is going on with it. Oh, no. Have you seen the bowling ball gardens? No. Okay. I'm going to put it on the drop because I'm what? thoroughly confused and frustrated what? and quite frankly angry. Oh, I can. Oh, you're so, like seething. What's a bowling ball? Okay. okay. Have you seen? It just, I don't understand it. Have you seen people when they have a garden and they have like um a ball, like a, that catches sure. the sun or whatever, yeah. and it's like a crystal ball, whatever. Yeah. So I sure. have seen this and I get that. Right. What I don't get is now people are literally putting bowling balls bowling in their ball. gardens like it's one of those crystal balls. Because I told Scott this and he's like, are you sure somebody didn't just like accidentally throw a bowling ball? And I said, no, I have taken pictures in multiple yards throughout St. <gasps> Charles and Geneva. And people that balance them, one's one color on one side and another bowling ball on the other side. Why are we putting bowling balls as decorative lawn ornaments? Huh. It's like a thing and I'm frustrated about it. Listeners, if this is a thing you're familiar with or if this is a thing that you partake (laughs) in. semi-pictures. Tell me why. I'm curious. This is fascinating. What I don't want. Is it a... To is see it a your bowling? old sports equipment. It is no. like a colored bowling ball in the middle of a garden like it's an accent. And I'm okay. going to let my dog pee on him. <laughs> because it's weird. You guys, it's weird. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a bowler thing. I've never, I mean, I, I've bowled, obviously, but I'm not a bowler. So I'm curious now. Please, please explain to us. Listeners. I'm going to show the pictures on the drop. And you're going to be like, what the hell? If it's your yard in the picture, you know what? It's time to reassess your life. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's something I discovered. I didn't want to discover it. It just happened. And I would like an explanation. That's fair. That's fair. Mantra. Mantra. So again, it's been a rough week. It's interesting because the universe will bring things to you sometimes. And sometimes it brings it to you in such a way that it's so overwhelming that you then say, wait, but no, not like that. But we really don't have control over that. So I've got these mindset cards. Um, This mindset card has been a big one for me this week. And it just says, I am open to receiving all the blessings of this abundant universe. The things that you've been wishing for sometimes show up in ways that you don't expect them to. There was a time in your life when you wished for exactly the life you've got right now. So that's been, that's been something I need to remind myself of that it's, things are really, really hard, but not to say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way, but I asked for it. Yeah. I asked for it. I am open to receiving all the blessings of this abundant universe. Mine is something that came to me just today, kind of related. Embrace what you have. Mm. I've been struggling with resentment of the things I don't have or that other people have not even I'm not talking about like material things I'm talking about relationships or family components that it seems like everyone else has you have to embrace Mm -hmm. what you do have embrace and love what you do have and appreciate that embrace what you've got I love that there it is if you're stressing about scheduling Hopefully this helped you a little bit, shed some light on the topic. Yeah. I know when I looked up these articles like by doctors that were like, uh, you're not going to harm your kid by not signing them up for enough things. You're going to yes. harm them by signing them up for too many things. I too mean, that much. was kind of 
a great discovery. Yes. Let kids be kids. Don't sign them up for too much. Enjoy your summer. Be open to receiving all the blessings of this abundant universe and embrace what you have. See you next week.